Welcome to this week's End of Days Update, coming to you from Tulsa, Oklahoma. We're having a great time getting ready for Christmas. What a busy season for everyone. It's so amazing to see the churches, literally probably the last part of this year, so on fire to hear the message of the coming of the Lord. Amazing that some people would still be afraid of that. I can't tell you of all the stories where people would walk up to me and go, I, they were crying and said, I've been lied to my entire life. I was afraid about end times. And next thing you know, they're excited and happy. It's so weird how the devil's tormented people about probably the most exciting thing that we'll ever have, and that's to see Jesus face to face. So we're coming to you every week to look at the different things that point to the coming of the Lord, and specifically the gathering of nations for the Ezekiel 38 war, because that happens just after the rapture. And when you see all the players on the field right now, we talk about it every week, but boy, things are happening this year that are so blatant and probably more uh, precise than any other time. So I believe we're very close to the rapture of the church. I know we have a lot of work to do in a short period of time, but we get into end times because to look at the finish line, you're going faster, not slower. I hear people go, oh, it's an escape theology. No, it's a hustle theology. Tell a quarterback in the last part of the game, don't look at the play clock. The quarterback looks at the play clock to make changes, make adjustments, and to hustle. Well, the church has to get that kind of mentality as opposed to just chilling. Uh, this is the time that we're all in. So that's why we teach on the coming of the Lord, so that we will have a renewal of hope. That renewal of hope produces great strength. There's nothing more hopeful than the hope that purifies you, even as you're pure, uh, about to see Jesus. Wow. So let's pick up what's happened around Israel. There's a real growing consensus of nations kind of mad at Israel. The UN talking about that Palestinian girl that got killed. Israel admitted that that happened. One of their main witnesses they were going to bring to the UN happened to turn out to be, uh, of course, uh, an Al-Qaeda member that wants to uh, murder uh, Israelis and Americans. So kind of a weird situation there. But it's a, there's a growing thought pattern like that to where whatever Israel does gets chewed apart completely. But I sure like how the government, the, as they say, is leaning more farther right. It's freaking all the Israelis out because they want they don't like that kind of far-right government. But that far-right government's been trying to keep them alive all these years. So a lot of things happening all over when di in different nations concerning the Ezekiel 38 war too. We'll get back to Israel again here in a minute on the Temple Mount stuff. But so much is going on to where you have literally America promising Patriot missile batteries for the Ukraine. You have the Ukraine firing American missiles into Russia the last few days. Hit some huge uh, locations. Then you had Russia again retaliating with large fire into the Ukraine. It looks like that's going to keep right on up. But I, I, I talked about it the, the other day. When Russia's having to get drones from Iran, you know, something's wrong. A country that size, uh, you know, America's not having to get drones from anybody. Our country's so huge, we have all the, the military might that we need. So intriguing to see Russia's uh, true colors being played out right now. There is a large gathering of Russian troops on the, on the Poland border again, just like we talked about a few weeks ago, where Putin is talking about getting crazy and invading a, a NATO country. So there's all those little things looking to play out. With that, you have uh, Turkey's president threatening Greece with missile fire into Greece. You had Greece's president say, you can't threaten us with that. Turkey turned around and said, okay, we want, we want Russia to help us invade Syria. So it's just weird that you see the players for the Ezekiel 38 war growing more and more together in what they'll be doing. I mean, that's a, an amazing thing to have Turkey and Russia coming down into Syria because that's what they're going to do when they go down to, into Israel. There's a lot of talk about, this was intriguing how this came out this last week, how it looks like uh, Iran was hauling some enriched uranium down toward the Houthis in, uh, in Yemen, and it was stolen by Al-Qaeda. 
So the report came out as Al-Qaeda stealing uh, uh, enriched uranium from Iran to build a dirty bomb. Well, then the people came out and said, well, that was just propaganda. Well, it was leaked because that's been their fear from all along. All the agents that I ever talked to said that that was their concern with some rogue nation part. We get a hold of enriched uranium and bring a dirty bomb down into Israel. They sent that out so that there would be word of that so that Israel has to do whatever it has to do. I thought it was so intriguing that even Newsweek carried the article. So uh, event after event after event pointing to how close we are to Jesus coming back. You had an asteroid come by today, very, very close to the earth. You have several that are coming next week, very close to the earth. You had earthquakes in Mexico. You got volcanic activity. You have, I talked about the other week, you had a hundred and some odd instances where animals just showing up dead all over, all over the world when it comes to lakes, when it comes to oceans, when it comes to birds, just peculiar things happening. I mean, like there's a sandstorm in China in the wintertime, just absolutely bizarre. When it comes to all that, I don't even get into all the stuff about the vaccine, all the stuff about all the other nations. But what I try to hit on is what's going to be percolating for the Ezekiel 38 war. Because if you looked at all the, the political stuff that's going on, it's absolutely insane right now what's happening all over the earth. People are yielding to Lucifer more than ever before to a point that it's ridiculous what's being brought out. So uh, the transgender stuff is getting to be so bizarre. I talked about Berkeley, the college, how they were doing it. Harvard, what Harvard's uh, propagating. Dif different uh, uh, institution of learning coming forth, showing how messed up they all are. So, wow, event after event after event and uh, pointing to the return. So we always go back to the word. The stuff with Israel, there's a reason why uh, the, the Temple Mount status quo came out this week. We're talking about Jordan and, and, uh, and the Palestinian Authority came out with a, a documentation showing they're afraid about the status quo changing from the Temple Mount. Remember, I talked about we were going to talk about that in a minute. Why would they do that? Because the status quo on the Temple Mount is just about to change. You've got those 20,000 sheep from, from Jacob's line show up. You've got the red heifers. You've got them ready to do sacrifices. So they feel that change coming. So they're putting forth all this effort to make sure Israel can't control that. So that's why I said we always go back to the Word. What does the Word say it would look like right before? He comes. So number one, Israel made a nation. Number two, Jerusalem won back. Then you have the Hebrew language restored. Why? Because God said he would do this just before the Messiah comes. Amazing. And you have the, the, the one world government. You have the EU starting with the, 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 the United States of Europe. How crazy is that? With their headquarters building in Strasbourg, France. Kind of amazing that it's identical to the Tower of Babel. The same city where the Tower of Babel is in, in Palmyra in Syria, you had Russia rebuild an arch for Baal worship. That's kind of wild. That happened last year. The amazing thing about it is that's the last thing the Talmud said you'd see before the Messiah comes. So the rabbis are like, man, this is it. It's happening right before our eyes. You had foxes show up on the Temple Mount. You had fish show up in the Dead Sea. You had the Dead Sea turn blood red this last year on the, on the Day of Atonement, but it was right where Sodom and Gomorrah was. So you've got nature, uh, all kinds of things happening with that. You had the ritual baths around the Temple Mount fill up with water the first time in 2,000 years. You had Germany uh, donating another huge golden menorah for the Temple. All these things set up for the Temple. You've got a train that's being set up to go straight from Tel Aviv, straight into the Old City, so people can come right to the Temple and have sacrifices. Everything's getting ready because Jesus is just about to come. So those things, and you had 170 different species of predatory birds start showing up in the land. I mean, that's radical. You have the cleanup crew in Israel uh, for after the Ezekiel 38 war. Then, then seven years later at the Battle of Armageddon, God calls on the fowl of the air to clean the land up again. So they're there. 
And then you, you go through, men will be lovers themselves. You go through all the signs, uh, the Temple Mount Institute, amazing to have everything ready. And then you, you have uh, the, 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 the part about Israel's land being so overproductive. That's prophesied over and over and over in the Bible that it would be overproductive. And it's just blatant how it's like that. Then you got a program that was on today about the chip insertion. I mean, you, you, I mean, people want seven or eight chips put inside their skin so it can help their life get better. So everything the Bible said you'd see just before he comes is happening right before our eyes. Many, 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 many other signs. Hard to get in. My, our book has that just came out has about 75 some odd signs. You need to get the book. It'll help you uh, see them right in a row, how blatant it is. I mean, when you're talking to people, what a great witnessing tool to go, okay, this is what the Bible said you'd see. Bam, they're all happening right after another. I was on this program and a man was uh, giving me questions about the coming of the Lord. And uh, he was Googling me. He was fact-checking me while I was going. I said, you're fact-checking me while you're interviewing me. He goes, that's right. And he said, every single one of them he's found are true. Why? They're all true. Uh, God said these things would happen and they're happening right now. Wow. All right, so after the signs, you got uh, you got signals. You have blood-red moons on Passover and Tabernacles, four in a row. Uh, NASA called that a tetrad. When's the last time you had four in a row like that? 1967 when Jerusalem was won back? 1948 when Israel's made a nation? And 1492 at the Edict of Expulsion when the Jews were kicked out of Spain. So you got amazing events coinciding with things in the heavens about Israel. After that, you, you've got the Bethlehem Star. I love that. you got Jupiter. A king planet, Regulus, Regal, king planet, Venus, men are from Mars, women are from Venus. You had those three planets coming together at the birth of Jesus. That's pretty amazing. Uh, Regal did retrograde motion, formed a crown. It crowned Jupiter over and over and over again. Pretty amazing. So it, what was the constellation when Jesus was born? Virgo. This last year, NBC Nightly News, we have a celestial event. You've got Jupiter, Regulus, Venus come together, Bethlehem star. What was the constellation? Leo. He's the lion of the tribe of Judah. Wow. We're about to see the king. I mean, all this stuff adds up. If you're, I heard somebody go, oh, these signs have been seen before. No, no generation has ever had all these signs. We're completely unique to ourselves. We're blessed. The destiny on the last day church is there because this is it. Jesus said, I'm coming back after 2,000 years. Two, after two days, I'll come back. Remember, he took the Good Samaritan, dropped him off, and said, I'll come back after two days. Remember, he told Herod, you tell that fox, I'll do cures today, and tomorrow, third day, I'll be perfected. Nazareth, Lazarus, he waited two days to go raise him up. So 2,000-year church age, you're there. Jesus went to the cross in 30 AD. Add 2,000 years to that. 2030, take away seven years for the tribulation year, 2023. I'm not saying the Lord's coming back next year, but if he doesn't, he's missed a wonderful opportunity. <laughs> so what do we do? We, uh, we hustle. We help our local church, help our local pastor. We, we get engaged. We're involved. We volunteer. We do whatever we have to do to get the message out because Jesus is coming. It should be a trumpet and a voice coming from the church, just like John the Baptist, that he's coming. He's coming so soon. How blessed are we? Wow. Hey, Colleen, and I want to thank you for all your support. Thank you for sending us all the help to get the message out. It's all about having people hear about the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Think about it. Jesus, the one who died for you, you're about to see face to face. Have a wonderful, blessed week. We'll see you next Wednesday. Thanks for joining us today at the End of Days Update. If you'd like to be notified every time there's a new post, just go to the edu at josephmorris.com and subscribe to receive email alerts. If these posts and updates have been a blessing to you, please consider making a one-time donation to help get the message out or even becoming a monthly partner with Joseph Morris Ministries. Thanks again for tuning in to the EDU, and we'll see you next week.